T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Rusk Report program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520. We have with us a man who's been active in Western New York, statewide and nationally, in Republican politics. I'm talking about the former Erie County Republican Chairman Robert Davis. And I'd like to tell a little bit about his background. He was a Tonawanda Republican chairman from 82 to 92. He had 48 straight wins with races in Tonawanda and Kenmore, won all of them. Then from 96 to 2006, he was the Republican county chairman. He won the county executive's position twice after a county executive was in as a Democrat for 12 years. It was the um, first Republican since Edward Kowski, who was elected. He also won the race for Nancy Naples for Erie County Comptroller and uh, won with a cross-endorsed position for Frank Clark for District Attorney, a man who's had a lot of wins, very well regarded locally and nationally in Republican politics, Bob Davis. Let's talk about the tough situation. You were a former Erie County Republican chairman and this is a two-to-one Democrat county in Erie County. Um, how tough is it to win seats when the affiliation is so stacked against you, Bob Davis? Hey, Brian. Uh, yeah, obviously it is tough. Uh, when I was uh, the Erie County chairman, though, we were down uh, about 133,000 in enrollment to the Democrats. So that's a pretty substantial number as well. And uh, and yet we were able to be successful. By the way, you forgot the two sheriffs that we got elected under my my uh, tenure, Patrick Gallivan and uh, Tim Howard. But we won. But it's it's about uh, attracting a quality, qualified candidate for the seat that they're seeking, and and then putting the resources together. Uh, and I was a strong believer in grassroots, and we had a we had a real strong organization in uh, in most of our towns. Uh, even in the city of Buffalo, we, we had some pockets where we had the, a good grassroots operation going under the city chairman, uh, Dennis Ryan. But, it's uh, again, it's the, the initial uh, component in any uh, su- successful race is to recruit the right person. Very good. And um, now we have a new county executive uh, candidate, Chrissy Casilio. She was at the old home day parade last night before this uh, taping, and um, how does it look for Chrissy Casilio for Republican for Erie County 
executive? Well, that's a, again, that's a tough race given the uh, enrollment disadvantage. However, uh, when I was chairman in 99, uh, I recruited a guy named Joel Giambra. And uh, nobody uh, gave us a chance in beating Dennis Gorski, who was a three-term, 12-year county executive. And uh, we did. We did. And I look at that race, look back at that race, say, I really do think that there's such a thing as shelf life. You can be in office for too long. Well, Mr. Polenkars is now at the same point that Mr. Gorski is at. He's been there 12 years. Is there shelf life? And uh, in, uh, can Casilio uh, uh, take advantage of that and defeat uh, Polenkars? Only time will tell. She has to uh, you know, find the resources uh, financially to run a race against Poland cars who's got a pretty good war chest going and uh, then she's got to have some issues and I do think she has some issues that could uh, uh, make Poland cars very vulnerable well this migrant issue I would think is one issue that people oh, are, are upset when they can't afford to put food on the table and gas in the car and we have hundreds uh, of people right, coming Brian. from foreign countries yeah, illegally issue. Yeah, the migrant issue, uh, I think, should be an issue. It's up to Casilio to make it one. I think you got to take a look back at how Palm Tires handled COVID, and there's a lot of people that you know fault him on how he did that. And then you got to take a look at the uh, the Christmas snowstorm last year, where you know he was an hour and a half late in in uh, you know telling people to stay off the streets, and, and as a result, what do we have? Forty eight people pass away. Terrible. Yeah, very terrible. And then the situation where there uh, could be gas stoves taken away or uh, not mm -hmm. reinstalled. And in a blizzard, if the furnace isn't working, gas stoves may have saved hundreds of lives. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do think the shelf life issue is in play here. And uh, obviously there's, there are some things that I uh, believe uh, – uh, Casilio can take advantage of in exposing uh, Poland cars during this race. Very good. Let's talk about Donald J. Trump. And some polls, he's ahead of Biden, some he's behind. Uh, it seems there are a lot of issues uh, for uh, uh, Trump to his benefit with no border. Uh, this uh, problem with uh, changing of uh, sexes and critical race theory. A lot of moral issues that may be brought up. Um, how do you see uh, Trump? Can he return to the White House, Bob Davis? Well, I think first of all, Brian, we got to get through the primary uh, in the, to determine who the Republican candidate for president is going to be. And and I do think with the uh, Republican field uh, getting larger and larger every week, that the more candidates in the uh, primary race, the better it's going to be for Donald Trump to prevail as the Republican nominee. Donald Trump's base is a solid 38, 40 percent among Republicans. That's not going to change. You know, the, these indictments and all this other stuff going on, which, you know, I just uh, kind of disgust me. But um, I, I don't think Trump's uh, 38 percent uh, Republican base is ever going to be less than that. So in a multi-field uh, race with multiple Republican candidates, Donald Trump will win the Republican primary and go on to face uh, Biden or, or I'm not too sure, by the way, Brian, that Biden's going to be the Democratic candidate. 
you know, his numbers are pretty soft. And I think uh, uh, leadership in the Democratic Party in both the House and the Senate is uh, is starting to question whether uh, Biden should be their candidate because he could affect the, uh, the races for the House and the Senate as well. For those just tuned in to the Rusk Report, you're listening to the bet. AM fifteen twenty as we blanket seventeen states and much of Canada. Drop us a note if you're listening in Montreal, Buffalo, Manhattan. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet fifteen twenty five hundred Corporate Parkway, Suite two hundred, Buffalo, New York one four two two six. We greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners, as we have received letters as far as Scandinavia and New Zealand at the Bet fifteen. 20. A little bit more information about Bob Davis. He was first vice chairman of the New York State Republican Committee from 98 to 2006. He was also the national PAC chair for George Pataki for president and upstate chairman for Rudy Giuliani for U.S. Senate. Bob Davis, former Erie County Republican chairman. I'd like to thank those who called regarding our recent guests. Carl Calabrese, former Deputy County Executive in Erie County. Ed Cox, New York State Republican Chairman and Ambassador. Ronald Gidwitz, who was Ambassador to the European Union and Belgium. Coming up, we'll have the current Erie County Republican Chairman, Mike Crocker, on this program. The new District Governor for Rotary, Scott Marson. All on the bet, AM 1520 with the Rusk Report. Let's uh, talk about two systems of justice. We have seen in in, uh, the last uh, 10 years, uh, Mrs. Clinton had about 33,000 emails going in and out of her home service when she was uh, Secretary of State, which was illegal, but there were no indictments or arrests there. But with Donald Trump, we see arrests and indictments for basically the same thing. Joe Biden had documents in his garage and in numerous offices that were classified. So where do you stand on this? Do we have two different standards for liberal Democrats and conservative Republicans? Well, it sure looks that way, Brian. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, Mrs. Clinton uh, got away with the uh, I think uh, a lot more than they ever accused Donald Trump of. And yet, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump uh, has got the issues uh, that he faces now. I think you've seen reports from a lot of the media uh, that uh, that there are issues with respect to the Justice Department. And, uh, you know, you got the whistleblowers at the FBI. So you got to scratch your head and wonder, uh, you know, was it... uh, you know, an intentional effort to uh, uh, go after uh, Donald Trump, and I think it was. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, Mrs. Clinton, is uh, she walked. And let's look at the Biden family. I mean, they've been investigating Hunter Biden for five years. Five years. And nothing has really happened. And yet Donald Trump, you know, they, they investigate him for two weeks and he gets indicted. I don't know. It, it, makes, you, it makes you wonder what's going on in the Justice Department and with the FBI. And, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's something not right about all of it. I believe Hillary Clinton was even wearing a baseball cap, uh, something like saying, where are my emails, sort of laughing 
that she yep. got off with no charges, and Trump is arrested and indicted. So it certainly seems like two different standards of justice in the United States. Uh, it sure does. And again, that, you know, it, I don't understand what's, uh, what's not going on with respect to the Biden family, not just Hunter. Well, I, the question is a lot of people raise on the national talk shows, what were the Bidens doing for 10 or $15 million in fees? Yeah. I mean, what concrete work were they doing for this justification? And then I understand that Hunter Biden wasn't even registered as a foreign lobbyist. Nothing would surprise me, Brian. Nothing. Okay, let's get back to New York State. And you are very active uh, statewide uh, as a first vice chairman of the New York State Republican Committee for eight years. Uh, We have a three-to-one Democratic state. They have control of the governor's office, all the statewide offices, the two U.S. Senate seats, the Assembly, the Senate, three-to-one Democrat. How do we turn this around, Robert Davis? Well, as as I said at the outset of your show, Brian, it's about finding the uh, right candidate and then uh, going out and, and uh, uh, determining what the hot-button issues are. I mean, last year, Lee Zeldin, I thought, could have won and should have won that race, and he came very close, again, in a state that's 3-1 to one Democrat. But, you know, New York State's 62 counties, and I think there's about 10 or 11 that I call blue counties, which means they're counties that have a higher Democratic enrollment than Republican, uh, for example, Erie County, Niagara County, the five boroughs of New York City, on Long Island, Nassau, Suffolk County. So if you're looking at the state, 62 counties, and 51 of them are red. And that's, as you know, primarily all upstate, given the exception of Erie and Niagara uh, at this end of the state. So, you know, we've 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 got a base. But it's not a it's not a strong base, obviously, when you're down three to one in enrollment. But if you find the right candidate and you get out there and you can immobilize the grassroots operation, especially in the rural counties, you might have a chance. Um, and the same goes for any of the uh, Senate seats or the Assembly seats. Uh, you know, again, recruit the right person, and then you know make sure you you got your arms around the right issues, and then you got to go out there and you got to raise some money. And let's not forget, as I say, the most important thing that I believed in. Was the grassroots? You got to mobilize people. You got to help. You got to get help from people. Put them on the street. Knock on doors, and uh, you know that's the only way you're to win in this state. It's a tough state, but I think there are some issues that, uh, as Lee Zeldin exposed, that can help us. I mean, you know, the crime rate in New York State, and especially downstate, was it was awful. People were being murdered, and uh, and you know, getting, so you're seeing the same thing in a lot of the Democratic cities across the nation. For example, Chicago. San Francisco, and it goes on and on. Cities that are run by Democrats have got crime issues. So there are issues out there for the Republicans to put their arms around and then uh, go seize the opportunity and and, uh, and become victorious. We're learning from a gifted man in government and politics, Robert E. Davis, former Erie County Republican chair. little plug here. Western New Yorkers love their traditions in the Ampol Eagle newspaper has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. 
Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Eagle. The Ampol Eagle is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. Let's get back to Hunter Biden. A lot of people are upset with this five-year investigation, and now he gets two misdemeanor charges, like two traffic tickets, without paying taxes on $3 million. Uh, uh, Most attorneys seem to think that one would get five to ten years jail time for not paying $3 million in taxes. Isn't this favorable treatment? You definitely would think so, Brian. I just uh, I don't understand why the investigation was five years, and at the end of the day, they they they, they charge him with two misdemeanors. It's just uh, something's not right in the Justice Department, I think. Well, then there's also questions that he was threatening Chinese high-level people for money, uh, sort of like a shakedown threatening, and it's on tape. Isn't that a, a, a great concern, too? Yeah, the, the whole uh, Biden... Uh, investigation is uh, is of great concern, and not, it's not just Hunter. What was Joe doing? Didn't, wasn't he nicknamed the big guy in one of the uh, you know, uh, tapes that was revealed? And then, you know, and Joe Biden's brother was involved, uh, I believe, as well. So you, you got you, you got to scratch your head and say, well, you know, what's going on here? And uh, you know, they they're they're not slow at all when wanting to go after Donald Trump. Let's talk about the cocaine in the White House. uh, It's clear that (laughs) Hunter Biden was there on July 3rd, even though the press secretary said none of the Bidens were there that day, but they were there until 6.30 p.m. He's known as a cocaine addict, and now they find a bag of cocaine in the White House, and it's my understanding there are cameras in every room. So why can't they uh, figure out whose cocaine this is? Uh, Brian, that's why you scratch your head time and time again. And this is another example of that. What are they covering up? Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Mickey Kearns. He's been very popular with the Republican and conservative parties for many years. Uh, Now there's an audit where there's $90,000 questionable out of tens of millions of dollars of money processed. Do you think this is political, where the Democrats are having these investigations in order to get this county clerk's seat? You know, I don't know if it's political, Brian. It's, uh, you know, as you've read the reports the last week, 10 days, um, you know, that's a department that is vulnerable to uh, fraudulent activity. And, uh, you know, it's not... uh, uh, you know, uh, an accusation against Mickey Kearns. It's, it's an accusation against uh, some of the employees that work uh, in that department. So uh, I, I'm not sure if it's a political attack. Uh, obviously, it was a Democratic uh, uh, county controller that did the audit, and now you've got uh, a Democrat uh, at the statewide level looking into it. But I, 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 I don't think it's political. I wouldn't. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say that i think the, you know there's obviously some issues in that department and, and somebody's somebody's going to be held accountable okay 
For those who just tuned in, you're listening to the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada. If you're listening in West Seneca, Toronto, or Northern Florida, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, in Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always read cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. Let's talk about the registration uh, matter, how we can increase the number of registration in Erie County, New York State, as we blanket New York State with the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520. It's two-to-one Democratic affiliation overlay in Erie County and three-to-one in the state of New York. How can we have registration drives to even this out? Bob Davis. Well, interesting you raised that, Brian. Uh, The last time there was a a concentrated effort on uh, registering uh, people as Republicans. A guy named George Pataki and a, a gentleman by the name of Sandy Treadwell, who at the time was the Republican state chairman. Uh, Governor Pataki called me and asked me if I would work with Sandy Treadwell and run a statewide voter registration drive for Republicans. And we did it. And now that was back probably in oh two oh three maybe 04. So it's been a long time since there's, there's been an effort, at least at the statewide level. Uh, now, there may have been efforts in some of your uh, smaller counties, uh, but I don't, I can't remember the last time there was uh, uh, a voter registration drive uh, in Erie County uh, that happened since I ran the statewide drive, which included all of the counties, including Erie. And we went after... Uh, People that we we, we we were able to identify households where there was nobody in that house registered to vote at all. So that was a focus. We also focused, and this is something that the Republicans should do today, is focus on those people that are not registered with a with a party. They call them blanks. Some people call them independent. But there are, there, there are a lot of those voters, some of which may have been Republican at one point and then changed to blank. So those are the, the voters that you need or non-voters in the case of people that haven't even registered, those are the people you need to target. And I think if we, if we had a concentrated effort, and it, it should again go back to the state level to coordinate it all, uh, because they have the, uh, the financial resources uh, to do that in conjunction with the counties, uh, I think uh, is something that uh, should be seriously, seriously considered. Let's talk some more about uh, President Joe Biden. You mentioned how he's having challenges. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running. He's got 17 to 20 percent of the Democrats in favor of him. About two-thirds of the Democrats do not want Joe Biden to run again. Uh, They think he has cognitive uh, dysfunction. Uh, How do you see it? Uh, You alluded to that we may see Biden not as the nominee. Do you think we can see something like with President Lyndon Johnson when he was pushed out as the nominee. Do you think we could see that again in 2024, Bob Davis? Yes, I do. Uh, There is a lot of uh, uh, Democrats, uh, elected officials, party leaders, that are uh, uh, wondering whether Biden would be the best candidate to head their ticket up next year. Um, you know, the, you know, people are, are saying that well, he's going to be 80 years old and, and uh, we should have a younger president, not somebody that's going to be 80. That, as you said, uh, Brian, is already 
showing that he has some issues. Uh, but uh, I just think I think the leadership of the Democratic Party is is going to run away from him right now. I would predict that Joe Biden will not be the Democratic nominee. What was surprising in the Buffalo News, there was a big editorial of criticism of Biden not acknowledging his seventh grandchild. And this is sort of Mm -hmm. unusual because this paper leans to the left and they were extremely critical on the uh, editorial page um, for this. You think this type of stuff is going to kick in? I think it's kicking in right now. You know, the mainstream media, they were the they're, they're the group that constantly attacked Donald Trump. They didn't like him, and they always went after him. Mainstream media, for the most part, has been for most of my political life, uh, left-leaning, Democratic mm-hmm. Party-leaning. And you're starting to notice the mainstream media is not being real friendly to Joe Biden. That's unusual. And if that really kicks in, I think Joe Biden's toast. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about another matter. It was a miracle when Kevin McCarthy picked up a majority in the House. He's ahead by four or five seats. He seems to be popular, likable. Uh, he did well on the uh, debt limit negotiations, getting it passed first, and sort of had the President of the United States in the corner where he had to work with him. Um, how do you see the future of the House? Can we keep it in Republican hands? Bob Davis. Yeah, we, we should be able to, uh, Brian. Uh, you know, next year's presidential election will drive a lot uh, of what happens at the House and the Senate levels. Uh, but, you know, frankly, I thought the Republicans should have won uh, far more seats than they did uh, in the last congressional race. You know, they were talking about the red wave. Well, it, it wasn't a wave at all. It was a ripple. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I, I do believe that uh, the Republicans can keep the House, and, and uh, I think uh, they can win the Senate because there are more Democrats that will be vulnerable uh, next year when the, uh, when the, a third of the Senate is up for uh, election. A lot of Republicans think that we could have two good Republican years with Joe Biden in the White House for two more election cycles. Do you see that, Bob Davis? Yes, I do. A lot, you know, a lot of uh, uh, politics is driven by what's going on at the national level and particularly with who the uh, individual is in the White House. And, uh, you know, Biden's performance record has not been good, as we see in all of the national polls that are conducted. You know, we've, we've had issues at the grocery store with the uh, rising prices. Interest rates are going up. You know, gas prices go up, and sometimes they come down, but they're not down to the level they were in the previous administration. So, you know, you got some economic issues that uh, Joe Biden has not uh, not performed well at at all, and I think those issues will help candidates at whatever level they're running, whether it's a state seat in an assembly, for example, or you know, a town board seat. Uh, you know, we'll see. But I think the Republicans have got some uh, some issues. On their side, you've got a mainstream media that seems to be turning on Biden and the Democrats. So, uh, yeah, I think it could be a, an opportune time for uh, Republicans to uh, prevail. Sorry, we have to come to a close on the Rusk Report and the Bet 1520. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, our director of production for the past 15 years. And thank you for enlightening us, Robert Davis, a political visionary pundit regarding politics and government, a very gifted former Erie County Republican chairman.
Have a great week. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.